With Long Island local news on Thursday, August 31st, 2023, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. Republican New York lawmakers are demanding Albany's state legislature hold a special session to urgently deal with the state's rapidly worsening migrant crisis. Nolan Hicks and Craig McCarthy reporting in the New York Post that a letter sent by six GOP politicians in the Assembly says that both the Assembly and the Senate should be reconvened as more than 59,000 migrants are currently in New York's care on the taxpayer dime. Quote, what first began as temporary housing has now morphed into perpetual housing due to the lack of a plan that tackles this crisis head on. The half dozen lawmakers wrote the state legislature needs to do its part to address this crisis. Assemblyperson Michael Tenusis, the Republican from Staten Island, said justifying the need for the special session where lawmakers can discuss a package of bills to tackle this crisis. The letter was sent to Assembly Speaker Carl Heasty, Democrat from the Bronx, and New York State Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins, Democrat from Westchester, on Monday. Governor Kathy Hochul's office, meanwhile, swatted back criticism of the state's handling of the migrant crisis yesterday. Quote, rather than pointing fingers or coordinating press stunts, the governor is focusing on fighting for the people of New York, including by meeting with senior White House leaders today, said Hochul spokesperson Avi Small. Hochul and Democratic state leaders have already allocated or promised City Hall $1.5 billion in support to help cover the costs of the migrant crisis, a figure the governor has said in recent weeks will likely grow by another billion dollars in the next budget. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and his top budget officials have estimated that the cost of the migrant crisis over three years could reach $12 billion. In other news, visitors to 50 different trails scattered across Southampton Town will encounter small placards placed at trailheads, warning them that they are entering tick habitat and providing a QR code that they can use to obtain helpful information about avoiding tick bites while enjoying nature. Quote, they provide useful tips about what you can do on the trail to avoid tick bites. That's Councilperson Tommy John Schiavone, who added, we want people to use the trails, but we also believe it's important that they are knowledgeable about preventing tick-borne illnesses. Stephen J. Coates reporting on 27East.com that the signs are a collaborative effort of the University of Rhode Island, the Suffolk County Department of Health Services Arthropod Born Disease Laboratory, the Regional Tick-Borne Disease Resource Center at Stony Brook Southampton Hospital, and the town of Southampton. Those groups were brought together by the Tick Control Advisory Committee, which was established by Suffolk County Legislator Bridget Fleming. The QR code link encourages hikers to stay in the middle of the trail, keep their shirts tucked in and their pants tucked into socks, and to use tick spray. The signs are part of a broader research project being conducted by URI that focuses on providing just-in-time information to hikers before they begin their walks. And finally, the new American Sinfonietta is one of the nation's premier performing ensembles. Each summer, musicians from North America's leading orchestras join together for one thing, to make music at the highest level. Principal players from the Montreal Symphony, the Chicago Symphony, the Metropolitan Opera Orchestra, and virtually every major orchestral institution in the nation form the New American Sinfonietta to showcase their elite musicianship. It's this weekend at the Hamptons Festival of Music with a concert at the LTV Studio 3 in Wayne Scott on Sunday at 4 p.m. Quote, we will continue our mandate to provide the community and the players with a rich and rewarding experience of the great works of orchestra literature. That's a quote from maestro Michael Palmer, the Hamptons Festival of Music Artistic Director. For more information about this Sunday's concert, 4 p.m. in LTV Studio 3 in Wainscott and the Hamptons Festival of Music 2023 season, you can visit their website HamptonsFestivalOfMusic.com Reading the weather in the Shinnecock Territory um, in honor of our discussion at the bottom of the hour with Chairman Polite and two others from the nation ahead of the 77th annual powwow this weekend. Looking like a partly sunny 
Uh, Thursday with a high near 75 degrees. North wind 10 to 16 miles per hour right now uh, tonight. Mostly clear with a low around 55 degrees. Northeast wind 6 to 10 miles per hour. Right now it's 67 degrees. And just a note, there is a high surf advisory and high uh, rip current uh, risk through uh, this evening. Uh, you can find out more information on weather.gov. It looks like um, large breaking waves of 6 to 8 feet in the surf zone throughout southwest Suffolk and southeast Suffolk County. Uh, be careful. The high rip current risk will likely continue into Friday. Continuing the lovers edition here on the heart, we've got the broomies, lovers do, Tilly BW, young lovers do, and then a little Van Morrison, the way young lovers do here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Music from all decades and genres, interviews with folks from all walks of life, all weekday morning and midnight long on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. You're listening to The Heart of the East End. We'll be back. Let the rain be soundtrack of our day and play for us a chorus while I slip away with you there's nothing that I'd rather do let's watch them Leading us into our, let's see, it's Thursday, so that means it's time for our Hot Sights and Sounds segment, underwritten by Longhouse Reserve and William Riss Gallery. Very grateful to Shinnecock Chairman Brian Polite and Councilwoman Bianca Collins for joining us in the studio to talk about the 77th annual powwow this weekend. We're here already. It feels like just yesterday that it was the 76th powwow. Absolutely. It does. 
Yeah. Thank you for having us. Good Thank morning. you for being yeah. with us. Okay. It was it was very I was very grateful to go last year for the first time. Mm-hmm. What an awesome time. Yeah. So thank you for having us this morning and uh quite everybody out there, Chairman Brian Polite. So obviously during COVID we were off for two years. We still had the powwow, but we had internal powwows, which right. were really nice and healing for the community. But last year was, you know, an explosion, I would say, of our culture and our pride. Um and it was really nice to have, you know, everybody come out and rejoin what they have been doing for the last now seventy seven years is coming right. out and uh, embracing the Shinnecock Nation and the other tribes that come across the country. So, right. And I mean, it's like it's like powwow season, right? Isn't yeah. there like a circuit? Yeah. That's- it is. It goes through, so it's through like all the warmer months of the year. So through spring, through the summertime, some into, you know, October, well into October. Um, so there's what we call the powwow trail. So people, especially our vendors who are amazing, you know, artisans who make jewelry and different crafts, artwork, um, offer regalia, leathers, things like that, and also a delicious, amazing uh, indigenous food. Um, they'll travel across the nation to all these different powwows, and a lot of them end up here on the uh, East Coast. And Shinnecock is one of the last powwows they'll attend for the year. Right, right. And it's a beautiful thing and a delicious thing. Yeah. I, got, I got a <laughs> badass pair of moccasins last year that are turquoise, and I love so much. Uh, but let's talk about the opening ceremony and mm. uh, what folks can can witness at the powwows. Yeah, so Friday night, um, we start, the gates open at 3 p.m., but then we have what's called our grand entry, yeah. um, which is a procession of tribal dignitaries, um, our dancers, um, our invited guests, our head dancers, um, and it's basically a way for us to open up the powwow. We also do posting of our colors and our eagle staffs. Um, so that'll be uh, Friday night at seven o'clock. And then we also have on Saturday and Sunday, uh, two grand entries on Saturday, 1 p.m., and then 7 p.m., Sunday, 1 p.m., and then 7 p.m., and then on Monday, we have our last grand entry at 12 o'clock, so I always try to encourage people to really make the night powwow because with the fire um, and all the lights from the vending booths, it's really a magical kind of atmosphere, night powwow for sure. All right, I'm going to make the night this year because I saw, like, the afternoon Mm -hmm. last year. I think I saw the, I think I saw the final I think it might have been Monday. It might have been actually. The final grand entry? I think so. All of them I can't remember. Beautiful, powerful. Um, But just like you said, last year was your first year going. And are you a local? No, I mean, no. Okay. I just meet a lot of local people that say, like, you know, that they've, they've never been. Yeah. That, that blew and that they've me away. never been to yeah. Shinnecock or that they've never come to the powwow. And I'm just like, well, let this be your first year. Yes. You know, I always encourage people to come out. If you've never been, it's, you know, you will not be disappointed. It is yeah. just truly beautiful. Like for us, it's like it's kind of like um, you know the highlight of our year. Yeah. You know, we wait for Powell just to come around, and like for four days, we're just spending as much time as we can with all of the people that come, and you know, educating people on our culture, on our traditions, on the dances that are taking place, and you know, it's just a beautiful experience. Councilwoman Collins, can you talk about as a member of the nation what the grand entry? means and uh, feels like for you absolutely so it's uh, you know it's a collective of different nations across of of tribal nations um, across the country coming together so it's really it's very powerful for all of us to come in to be welcoming people onto not only our territory but to just kind of bear witness to the relationship that we have with one another and to be a part of that and i think that there's so much um that people don't quite understand about indigenous people or about our culture, about our traditions. So it's just a way of like connecting with people and just kind of saying welcome and thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for coming to bear witness to this amazing event. Who has the owl wings? Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't. Oh my God. There's a lot of dancers. There's a lot of feathers. There's a lot of feathers. Speaking of which, we should talk. We should touch. We should touch on. uh, There's a competition element as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that's to go back to uh, the circuit. 
a lot of these drummer groups, a lot of these dancers, they travel around and they amazing. compete. So when you see numbers on uh, a dancer, that means that they're competing all weekend. They're competing during grand entry. They're competing when they're walking around the power grounds. They're competing how they carry themselves, what their regalia looks like. Um, so it's very competitive um, for them, sometimes a little too competitive. Um, but it, it's good because a lot of a lot of these uh, dancers put a lot of time and effort and, and years into their regalias. Um, and it's, it really is a sight to behold. And so you'll see competition dancing, especially like the, uh, the fancy dancers is always yeah. good. I mean, all of them are really good. But throughout the weekend, you'll see that they'll have um, certain... Um, categories right. doing dance-offs and by the end of the weekend uh on monday they start handing out the prizes and there's different so there's different types of dances yes. oh absolutely so, like, there's a grass dance yeah. right what is what is the grass dance so um i mean all of the dances are different interpretations they're all a part of storytelling so grass you know the regalia that they have the fringe that they have the men um on their regalia uh, represents like the grass swaying in the wind. Um, we we have different jingle dress dancers, um, women who have these jingles that are all across um, their dresses, and those are actually each um, representing a prayer. So you know, a lot of people say that to dance is to pray. So that is every a lot of dance. I'm sorry, because uh, council uh, chairman Chairman Polite was was going out. So I lost I lost my attention yeah, for a second. Most indigenous what? people will say that to dance is to pray, you know. So every dance is a prayer. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, you know. When we're dancing, we're dancing with pride. We're dancing, thinking of the seven previous generations, our ancestors, and how our resilience, you know, is just being upheld and empowered by us, you know, carrying on these traditions and um, thinking about the future generations and being a representation and inspiration for them to hold on to their traditions and uh, their culture. Speaking Absolutely. of our culture, our yes. sachem uh, just walked in who has been emceeing our powwow so now. So Charles Smith II, yeah. right? Yes. Right. Welcome, sachem. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being with us. Well, it's a quay? Wait, what does a quay mean? A quay Welcome? means hello. Hello. Hakame means welcome. Hakame <laughs> and Akwe. Yeah. How Hello are you? I'm doing great. Um, you just came running just, in here. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit late, but oh, that's I didn't what, notice. It's we're yeah. we're we're just chilling. So well, it, we're all. This is like a crazy, and I imagine you got a lot going on. We're on the verge of the powwow, like. You must have a crazy schedule right now to get everything all ready. Well, yeah, and hopefully everything is ready. And we've been doing it for 77 years, so it's almost automatic. Yeah. But times change and the uh, event grows. Right. So it takes a lot more um, people to, to get it done. Right. And we have a good group. We have a good committee, and everybody pitches in. And we're there to make this happen. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. As a community. And you know, you're talking about the, the competitions. It seems like a, a beautiful way to fuel pride in tradition and in heritage. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of people take great pride in their regalias. And like I said before, a lot of regalias are, you know, over the years, they just keep adding to it and changing it. So I love it. Right. And, you know, it's part of our culture of our history and it's a piece of who we are and what I say and what I would like to say is that it's a statement to everybody that we are still here Amen. practicing our culture remembering our traditions practicing our traditions and letting people know that you know we're strong yeah we always have been strong and we're going to continue to be that way for as long as we exist. It seems like, I mean, not stronger than ever, but uh, last few years, the the strength of the Shinnecock Nation has grown exponentially. Am I wrong? No, I think what it is, and we get this question a lot, is that 
um, we become more adept at being able to control our own narrative. The right. Shinnecock Nation's always been strong, and we've right. always had strong leadership, and we've always had strong influences. It's just now we're more able to um, share that, um, share our narrative with the world in a way that we weren't really able to do before. I think, Amen. and that's, I think that's the biggest difference. Th- that's really that's really a succinct way to put it. Because you're right. The only way that I, the only reason why I would be saying that is I'm thinking. Of, of physical things mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, the the new uh, cannabis uh, building that's being put together and the industry. And then I'm thinking of, of the, um, monuments. the monuments. monuments yeah. But that's just what? It's just the latest yeah. successes. Correct. You know? Sachem Smith. Yes. I'm super, super excited for this weekend. What does it feel like uh, for you on the, you know, just ahead? Is there anything going on tonight? What is what is tonight all about? Shutting up. For the- <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you guys in, in, the, in all of that? Well, people come out, uh, you know, vendors and people that are going to be joining us uh, that are camping, family members, you know, all of us kind of get ready for the influx of people coming (laughs) onto territory. But, I mean, people have been setting up all week. So we have our vendors putting up their tents and we have RVs coming in and everyone kind of gathering. But tonight, actually, we have a special ceremony just for our our own community to do um, a blessing and just kind of remember um, all the people that unfortunately have passed on over the fact, you know, and can't share in this 77. Seventh annual powwow with us um, right. because as indigenous people it's very important that we remember you know all of our ancestors and um, come together as a community before we welcome others into our community also amen amen yeah it's an exciting time of year for all of us because everybody is like really amped up about this weekend and it's something to look forward to and even though it does somewhat mark the end of summer it's still an event that everybody looks forward to because it's a time for um us to give um people a glimpse of some of our traditions and how we celebrate and this is one of the celebrations that we have at the end of the year to celebrate good times to celebrate whatever it is that we have accomplished over that year so at this gathering, we call everyone to come and enjoy in, in our celebration. And this is the time to do it. Sachin Smith, can you talk about some of those traditions that, that you really hold dear, that are most dear to you? The traditions that I really think about and that sometimes is not acknowledged as such, but we all do it, is our tradition with our our relationship with the water, our relationship with the earth. And our young ones, they take advantage of that. And even though they don't know really that it's part of a tradition, they go clamming. Mm. They go crabbing. They, They plant in their mother's garden in their father's gardens. And that's all a part of our heritage. And they learn that way. And even though they don't know they're learning, they're having fun doing it, and it's something that they really like to do, that is a very important tradition that we have in our community as Shinnecock people. To be connected to this earth, to be connected to the water, that is who we are. You know, we're people of the shore. And this is our home. And also one of the important things that I try to help people to remember is that the land that we walk on is the land that our ancestors walked on tens of thousands of years ago. And we were never moved, although our land base has gotten smaller. Right. We were never moved. We were never um, relocated to another place. We have always been here in this area. So it's important for people to know, our young ones to know that when you walk on 
our land, know that your ancestors walked where you are walking now. Beautiful. Chairman Polite, building on what Sachem Smith was saying about accomplishments, mm -hmm. when you look back at this past year, what do you see as uh, some of your, your favorite? Um, well, just the resiliency that I've seen in my nation overcoming adversity. There's been some um, people who have passed away in the community that's hit us hard. Um, and do you want to mention together. some names? Sorry to step on No, that. I'm not. I don't think that's appropriate okay. right now. But um, just we've, we've lost some people that meant a lot to us, um, some elders. And just the resiliency of the nation coming together. Um, you know, there's there's projects that we have um, that have been stalled here and there, but the community as a whole is pretty strong. We come together, and uh, that's that's what I'm most proud of this year is just again the resiliency of my community and our community, um, and that's something that you know the Shinnecock Nation is famous for. If you ask me, resiliency. Councilwoman Collins, absolutely. Looking forward at the coming year, what are some things that uh, you're focused on? Uh, with the with the council, um, with the council, love my I love my council. I'm uh, yeah, this, I'm newly elected, so this is my first Congratulations. year. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, I would say just as a community as a whole, I look forward to us coming together and um, sharing. Um, more like purposeful events, more creating more events. Like everyone looks forward to powwow, uh, to come together and be together as a community. But you know, creating more of those events throughout the year is, I think, essential to us holding strong to um, our community and to our culture and to our heritage. Um, but looking forward, you know, a lot of what we have to do uh, as Indigenous people is continue to educate the public and build relationships. Um, you know, with our neighbors. So again, that's why we're, you know, we have, we host the powwow as well to provide those opportunities for um, those surrounding, those visiting to come and make those connections with the indigenous people that have been here, as our sachem said, uh, for quite some time. So if you have not made connections with Shinnecock people or any indigenous people, this is the perfect time to come out and start building those relationships, those essential relationships. Well, we look forward to helping you in any way that we can through this coming year and this weekend. Uh, where can people go to find out more information about what's going on? We do have a website, um, www.shinnecock.gov. Uh, where there's some information about the Shinnecock Nation. But we do have a lot of um, community members, tribal members that have branched out and are doing a lot of great advocacy work um, and also work with um, artists. Uh, we have Jeremy Dennis, who has a um, Ma's Jeremy House. Dennis he and has Ma's a BIPOC House. art studio, oh, yeah. which is wonderful. Also, uh, Neamuk Land Trust is a new land trust that is in partnership with Baconic Land Trust. And our mission is to protect and preserve sacred sites across Long Island. Um, also, I mean... There's there's a lot of people out there. I think that people, if people just uh, kind of reach out, they'll they'll find something. Especially now with Facebook and Instagram, you know, we've built a a large base, you know, where people are becoming more aware of those in our community that are doing a lot of great work. Um, the Boys and Girls Club has a lot of programs going on. Um, shout out to Dee Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing a great job with our youth. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll be posting things, and if there are more events that people can come and be a part of, uh, Raindrops Cafe will be hosting our third annual um, Indigenous Peoples Day event on October 7th from 11 to 7. Um, yeah, I don't know if I can plug any more events right yeah, now. Yeah, I can. Also, we're <laughs> on Facebook, up. so you can you can friend request the Shinnecock Nation, and we do do postings and give a lot of information on our Facebook, our public Facebook page as well. Sachem Smith, is there anything that you wanted to add um, as we get ready to go into some more music? No, well, I would just have to say that, you know, we're here and we're going to have a big weekend. All are invited to come and enjoy in some of our culture, whether it be watch us dance, you can watch eat. There's going to be plenty of food there to eat and many different um, artisans, craftsmen, 
with native artwork, native craft work. So come on over to the reservation and have a good time. We can't wait. It's the 77th annual Shinnecock powwow. Uh, I think I'm going to lead you uh, out of the segment with a little bell curves check engine light from the Watershed Record. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Chairman Brian Polite, Councilwoman Bianca Collins, and Sachem Charles Smith II. I'm Gianna Volpe. These are the bell curves, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. You're listening to WLIWFM, Long Island's only local NPR radio station. Right, so here's what's happening. I locked myself out of the computer um, because I was focused on listening to my guests, which is not a bad thing. So I'm just going to play you more bell curves. Let's see. I'm going to do two, three, four, five. I think it's six. This is probably Rosé drive through I hope it is because it's, it's, it's a great metaphor, beautiful song. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you're listening to WLIWFM, the heart of the East End. You have no idea how good you have it when you have it made you good. You forget how hard and noisy life can be.
school at the WLIWFM studio, playing one from Nancy Atlas's Cut and Run record. I think I'm going to go with Burn Out Myself, playing tracks from the little local library of WLIWFM. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Nancy Atlas Project, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to WLIWFM. News you can trust, music you love. I'm having fun. 
Going old school. I feel like Eddie G. Moving from Nancy Atlas Project's Cut and Run record to the latest by the Hoodoo Loungers, So Beautiful. I'm going to play a little hot tub time or voodoo time machine, not hot tub time machine. That's the movie. Hoodoo Time Machine here on Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLI WFM. Don't you want to go back to when you fell in love and you knew the meaning of this life and it was true. Back to a day when everything went right, the future looked so bright because the world belonged to you. Time for two more. I'm going to play the first one off into Eaton's Shelter in Place record, a little Let It Rain, here on a 
sunny Thursday morning. We'll be back on WLIWFM. Your sun burned out in the middle of the day And the rain came down It's all around How much more could one man say When that pain comes down And it's all around More that plane on a Friday night For the desert lands To the Savior man He's not your dad or an honest man But a change is due One day you will understand Let it rain You with the youthful smile Door open to the gilded cage When I saw things you can't explain You said things are different now No talk of the good old days Let it rain Let it rain Tiny objects, very small, specific parts without which nothing can be fixed. Shall we talk about Mercury retrograde? It's totally cool. I love to put the past in perspective, but now that I am back in the present, everything in my life seems to be broken. Should we talk about my psychological state? Let's not play with fire here. It's already been a long time. I have to do it differently. Oh, you can't keep down. Live bleeping is different with CDs. Should we talk about guitars and cars and bank accounts? It's a Russian roulette. Where will the problem be today? The studio computer? I headlights short <laughs> of a bright outlook. That's not a metaphor. I hope I don't get pulled. Stars. 
platypus. Yeah.